In today's podcast episode, we speak to the wonderful Emily. Emily is the founder of She Does Money, which is a business that is designed to provide financial education, community and accountability for women wanting to pay off debt and save and build wealth. This was such an interesting conversation with Emily as we heard about her viewpoint of being involved with hustle culture as she started um, out in the debt-free community. Um, We have lots of in-depth conversations around educating women around money, um, also touch on the gender pay gap and everything in between. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello and welcome. I am Lindsay, founder of Gold Digger Coaching and your host of the Anti-Hustle Club podcast. I should point out that I'm not 100% anti-hustle, but I am keen to have conversations with people about the good, the bad and the ugly that comes from chasing the hustle culture many of us grew up with. If this podcast can inspire just one person to embrace an anti-hustle hour in their everyday life, then I think we'll be on to a winner. So, um, welcome to the podcast, Emily. Hello, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here on a very wild and windy, wet day, um, especially where I am anyway. Um, for those people who are listening in and don't know who you are, and um, they've listened to the intro, obviously, but um, want to know a little bit more about you, can you tell us? Tell us all about Emily and She Does Money. <laughs> yeah, so my name's Emily. I started She Does Money um, two years ago now. I actually missed my two-year birthday, but oh, no. oh well. Um, so I realised that, yes, it's been just over two years and it started as like a personal journey. It was just like my Instagram account to kind of document paying off debt, saving for the first time ever in my life and kind of learning it myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just through sharing what I was learning realized that there was this like massive gap in the market and actually women really needed this education and I looked more into you know women and money and yeah it just kind of grew from there and now we are a membership platform um, so women can join and learn all about finance with the support of like other women as well as myself. Um, I'm going to dive straight in from and what I, the kind of first question that I ask most of my um, guests is to define what hustle means to them, because I know it means different things to different people. So what has your experience been of hustle and how would you define it? I think I would have like I feel I feel like I view it in like two very different ways. Mm-hmm. One is like just working hard towards a goal, but like that can be that can mean anything really. Um, but then the other side is very much like kind of working hard in like a negative way. I feel like hustle culture and all of that has like brought that negative spin on it. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, it can kind of, you, you hear hustle and you're like, oh, I don't know if I actually want to step into that. So I kind of see it in two very different lights. Like, A, I'm like, it's really good because you can focus on your goals, but then also you don't want to dedicate like every minute of every hour to it which kind of some people promote with like hustle yeah definitely and what's your experience been of hustle culture um kind of going through the the past couple of years I think I kind of like deep dived into hustle culture and like became part of it because where I was 
deciding to like pay off my debt and like have this massive turnaround like I literally went from naught to 100 very very fast um and I just kind of dived head in and I hadn't I literally became my entire life was like learning about finance paying off debt side hustling making extra money it was all I did like every minute of every hour like just had to be about that unless I was doing my nine to five but even then I was like on my phone trying to make money on the side yeah um so I very much kind of was a massive part of it and I think at the time like the Instagram kind of debt-free community, which is like how I kind of started, was also full of that. It was a lot of like, you have to work hard, like you have to, yeah, kind of like go all in or like not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of, I mean, thankfully it was the lockdown. Like I kind of did this during the first lockdown period. So there wasn't a lot going on anyway. (laughs) So in a way it was a nice distraction. But looking back, I can see like actually it kind of took over my life and it actually really made it hard when we came out of lockdown yeah to like find that balance again and I think I've only just started really finding that balance between work and hustle and like actual having a personal life and just a life in general that is outside of that little world that I became part of so what was it like kind of getting getting like pulled into that like what was that like for you I think in a way it was encouraging because I could see the results of my hard work paying off really really quickly which was happening to a lot of people because if you put a lot of hard work in you get results a lot quicker than if you were to kind of pace yourself and because of that I'm seeing loads of other people you know doing really well so then I work really hard and then I start doing really well and then people see me doing really well and then they start and it's kind of like this yeah ongoing trade of people until eventually we kind of okay I'm all right now just yeah, take a just step back and, and realize oh my goodness yeah. what was that like kind of jumping into that for the first time and how did that have an effect going forward I think so the first time I really jumped into it was when I created my Instagram account and like mm-hmm. actually started looking for people to follow and it's, it seems quite motivating at first because all these people are achieving your goal yeah so you know that okay these are my people these are who I need to listen to mm-hmm. and it really kind of like encourages you and like riles you up to like get going and like yeah. really start going fast but then on the flip side it's also it can be really demotivating because you had all these people like, you know, paying off, especially like in America, I don't know how they do it, but like tens of thousands of pounds, you know, 70 grand in like a couple of months. So I'm just like, I only had like four grand worth of debt. <laughs> so it, you're kind of there, like, oh, like, how can they do that? And I'm just kind of here. And then there was, there was a shift I think um and it was when a lot of these creators that had started off as their own personal journey I mean it's a bit of what I've done but like on a massive scale kind of turning it into a business and like well I've paid off this much debt and so then all you started to see was like I've paid off this much debt work with me um here's my planner here's this here's that and it kind of became very promotion heavy yeah and it was kind of navigating that and being like well, I don't want to spend loads of money but at the same time they did achieve this like really well and I want to achieve this so then it kind of does the reverse of what the debt-free community is meant to be doing and 
is actually encouraging you to spend money. Yeah. I think it was around that time of that shift. I kind of started to take a step back from it. And I was like, well, I, my page at that point had grown mm-hmm. enough that it wasn't just like my personal journey anymore. And I didn't really need to be following others. Like I kind of kept yeah. in contact, especially with some UK people. Um, but I kind of stopped following the massive community and was like, I'm just going to start making content for my community that I'm building and I think yeah taking myself out of that helped me like really plan what I was doing rather than just like going all in and try figuring it out as I went kind of thing. And how did it feel kind of stepping away from that culture and that kind of approach that you'd taken and the the kind of messages that you'd taken in for the two years like how did it feel when you first stepped away from that? I think you you still have like a bit of it in you like I have only very recently started being like I don't work weekends like I don't do work on weekends I don't I try not to do it in the evenings mm-hmm. um but it, that took like a long time because it was still ingrained at like well those are your free hours and if you're not working on those free hours then you're just you're wasting time you're not dedicated towards your goals so you've kind of like had this ingrained in you for so long that yeah coming out of it I still there was still a lot of that I just didn't because it got better because that it wasn't like always on my feed all the time now um, and my priorities kind of shifted to creating content that was kind of part of the community to like I said creating content for for my people (laughs) amazing when you first started the the page um and it was called millennial saves now changed to she does money um but when you first started that page like was there like um the pressure around side hustles and like trying to kind of hustle around your nine to five job like what was that like when you first jumped into the community yeah absolutely that was like a huge part of it um and that's really how I started like I so it was like on my main account on my personal account I followed one of these creators that I just so happened to find um and naturally they spoke a bit about side hustling as well as budgeting and when I kind of jumped into the community it was very much like side hustle to make money and then use that money to pay off debt Mm -hmm. which obviously makes sense our income can only go so far so that's what I did I went really really hard and was were doing all of these kind of side hustles that you hear about as like surveys match betting um there's so many different things that like don't give you a lot of money but they give you enough you see the results and like you know but you still know that like you have to put in a couple of hours here and there and like I was definitely like my poor my poor boyfriend when we met, like it was we'd only been dating for like a couple of months before I kind of became this person. And I yeah. literally was like, he'd come around and I'd be like, oh, I just need to like sit on the computer and wait for this like race to happen, you know, so I could like place the bets because I'm gonna make this much money from it. And it kind of like it just became like how much money I was making mm-hmm. became like almost my identity. Like I would just like turn around to him like, I've just made this much money. I've just made this much money. I've just made this much money. And like, yeah, it's great. But also it was kind of eating into my life. And like, like I said, because, because it was around the time of the lockdown, it meant that I didn't really have to sacrifice anything yeah. to do this. But I can see that like, if I was in that stage now, I would very much be like 
sacrificing my personal life just to be like I need to make money because I need to pay off debt and yeah yeah, just because that's what everyone is telling me what I have to do and then I obviously was then promoting that as well I was sharing my stories like I've made this much money today like this is how I've done it and then in turn just just kind of creating the whole thing over and over again so how do you feel like did that did doing all that work the kind of side hustling was that helpful for you like taking away obviously like it took up a lot of your time and all that kind of stuff but did it help you get out of debt was that did you succeed with with the hustle I guess I mean I so I actually have a post coming out later this week like all about this because I was like thinking the other day like how my spending has changed yeah but I was also then talking about well actually yes I spent almost no money in 2020 and I made this much money Mm -hmm. And it was because I literally gave up everything and worked yeah. solely on this, like almost 24 seven. And I'm like, do I regret it is one of the big questions. And actually I'm like, I don't know if I do yeah. because it meant that in one year I learned everything about personal finance that I needed to know. Mm-hmm. I paid off my debt and I built an emergency fund, meaning that going forward, I had all of a sudden financial stability that I'd never had in my life before. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a really difficult one. And I'm currently like at war at with myself because I don't want to be the person that is promoting, mm-hmm. like go really hard, do all this. But then I'm also like, actually it really, really worked for me and I don't regret it at all. Yeah. So yeah, it's a difficult one. <laughs> so like if somebody came to you for advice, like now, like, you know, I'm not going to say the pandemic's over, but we're in a much better position than we, we were like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody was coming in and saying, you know, I want to start getting rid of some debt, but I, you know, I don't necessarily want to hustle and do the side hustle. Like what advice would you give them to be able to make that change? I mean, almost all of the kind of advice and recommendations I give now relate to kind of sustainable practices. Mm-hmm. So just focusing on the income that you have coming in from yeah. say the jobs that you do anyway and work on budgeting back, creating a spending plan, creating a debt payoff plan around that and helping kind of people work out how long that's going to take. And then I do also like have to give the option, like, you know, if you do want to earn extra money on the side, that is an option. Yeah. Um, but don't do that. I, this is one thing I always say now is don't do that until you actually have got into the habit of paying off of your debt or building your savings. Because mm-hmm. all that happened is you'll make money and you'll spend it, which yeah. is what I did at the very, very beginning. So really, yeah, I, I definitely would be like, we're going to focus on sustainable methods. Um, and this is how long it's probably going to take you to achieve that goal. If you want to do this, there are options out there, but that's your decision and if you want to talk about that we can yeah that's really nice and it seems like from just listening to what you said there around there has been a massive shift with how you go out on social media and and kind of share your story with your community I know that because I followed you for quite a while as well I know you did share a lot of the this is how you can make extra money like this is you know what you can do which I thought was great because it was like oh I could do this if I wanted to that's great but now kind of a focus on sustainability around it not like the options there if you want it but it's not Mm. the focus how's that been received in your community what's that reaction been I think it's well received I do have obviously naturally I've got followers that really want the money making information yeah so because of that I do have like a dedicated money making newsletter Mm -hmm. that's just for that yeah um and I still kind of 
talk about building side hustles and it's something I want to talk about more yeah I think I mean I've not had anything (laughs) kind of negative or or positive from it but I think kind of the general response is that actually this is a lot more relatable because it's just things that I can do rather than worrying should I be doing this which is I think is the difference between you know giving financial education or promoting this offer jump on it quickly blah 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 blah. Um, and I think you get you get a lot of these kind of people that do very similar to what I do and they will promote all these offers and I've got nothing against that obviously I used to do it myself but I think there's so many people out there doing it um, that it's just noise um, to, to most people so I thought well there's plenty of people out there doing it I don't need to do that I've got a dedicated place on my website if people want that information um but yeah my focus now is just solely on kind of the financial education side of it um and building sustainable side hustles and like small businesses rather than just trying to get a quick extra buck (laughs) here and there yeah for sure um with the side hustle then um do you think there is a sustainable way to have a side hustle I think so I think you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. with how much time you have and then also how much time you're willing to dedicate because what could be kind of aggressive hustling to one person might not be for another. Yeah. So I think, and that's one of the main things that I do when I talk about side hustles with people is actually we go through a questionnaire and it's just figuring out actually what time do you have what skills do you have that kind of thing and just building something that can work around their life rather than starting a side hustle and trying to fit it in around your life so I think they can be done Mm -hmm. um, and I think that people can there are some people that do want to go all in um, and that's you know, they if they love the thing that they're doing as a side hustle, then I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that as long as they're aware of the sacrifices that they're making. But yeah. um, have you seen people that have, I guess, like not been aware of the sacrifices and just because from from my perspective, so I know that like I for a long time when I was building a business, I was full time corporate and doing this as a side hustle, but I was very mindful that I didn't want it to like take over and I was very aware of that kind of thing but tell me your story from going from like from your nine to five which you're working to then are you full-time she does money now or are you still having that so at the moment I do so I do like 50 50 so I started that in September um I went part-time at my nine to five so I just do Wednesday to Friday with them and Monday and Tuesday like my she does money days yeah um honestly revolutionized my life really tell <laughs> um, me why it's it's so nice like just doing stuff on my own time and knowing like this is dedicated time to work on the business and not having to worry about it in the evenings because that's what I was doing is I was being like well, I need to get this many Instagram posts out this many blog posts out I need to reply to these emails yeah and fitting it around work is fine it can be done but I was literally like my my partner would be like well we're gonna do this this weekend and I was like oh well I need until midday on the computer um and I ended up buying a laptop just so that I because I've got like a, a normal Mac and I had to buy a laptop so that I could like at least have weekends with him like in that we could have breakfast together yeah <laughs> so I could have the laptop there inside, yeah. yeah um and then yeah once I was I kind of had that I had a moment where I was just like I can't keep doing this mm-hmm. um so started looking at the finances I was actually going to completely quit my like nine to five and yeah. I just find like an, an, a job that 
gets me out the house was the main thing is that because I work yeah. from home with my normal job as well I was like oh, I right. just out the house so one of the things with going part-time was so that I could get out the house more become a bit more active yeah. but also have the time to run this business and I love it because like this morning I just took myself out to town to have breakfast with myself while I think about what I was going to do for the day mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's it's changed so much but then at the same time like we've kind of mentioned there's if I hadn't have worked hard and put the hours in before it I don't know if I would have got here or have felt comfortable enough mm-hmm. to make that shift because it's still not like you know I'm not paying myself like a full-time wage or anything just kind yeah. of enough to to get by yeah. um it's such it's such an interesting and this is why I love talking about the subject because it's such an interesting topic that it is such a fine balance between mm. hustling a little bit and that you know I've always said I'm not 100% anti-hustle but being able to push yourself so far but then just realizing when actually it's not mm. working rather than just continuing to push and push and push um so it's great that you had that realization that actually it wasn't working for you um <clears throat> excuse me and then we're, we're able to kind of move it forward so you've got that really good balance now which is which is amazing that's so exciting um in terms of financial education and hustle and kind of just like how we associate hustle with earning money what are your thoughts on on that because I know that like historically like I've like I was brought up you know you've got to work really hard um to get money doesn't grow on trees like all this kind of stuff like what are your thoughts around that I mean I definitely kind of grew up with the same rhetoric which I'm sure a lot of people did and I think when I first started that's you know I was still very much like that's how it works you you work really hard you put the hours in you get financial reward and I mean technically that is still true yeah but what has happened and what does happen through financial education is you learn more about okay how can I be strategical with bringing an income you know where can I build passive income streams where can I automate certain processes so that I don't have to worry too much and kind of get the hands off Mm. and it isn't I think yeah like the normal story we're told growing up by society by schools and everything is you know do good in school get good grades go to university get a good job pay into your retirement fund retire and then you start to think and then the minute you kind of take a step back and especially start looking at like business owners and actually being like I don't always have to be an employee and kind of turning it on its head and being like okay how do how does being a business owner work? How do they make money? And realizing that you can kind of do that alongside a nine five to begin with, and then let that take over and actually learn that, oh, I don't have to just take a job that pays me X amount per hour. I can do this myself and earn unlimited per hour, you know, depending on what it is I want to do xyz so I think there's definitely like a like an educational shift once you start learning about income and about money and how it's really made Mm -hmm. and kind of taking a step back from that you know the nine to five life which is absolutely nothing wrong with if you want to do a nine to five go do a nine to five they absolutely have their place um but I think a lot of people don't realize that there's another option um and I think that's the kind of thing that we all go through when we're like oh my god I can earn money without having to put in a billion hours a week yeah if I kind of find the key and it's finding the key is the difficult bit um but it, it can be done definitely and I think it is it is definitely around the the education piece and I don't think that starts early enough like I'd be keen to hear your thoughts like around 
educating especially educating women around money I think there's a lot of um taboo around talking about how much money you earn and you know that if you earn it without working hard then it's not really like it doesn't really count or you shouldn't talk about that because it shouldn't be easy to make money like what are your thoughts around that oh yeah absolutely like I I mean first of all there just isn't enough financial education out there yeah um and I think society is such a weird one with money because I think especially if you start looking at like newspapers and like or just media in general men very much advertised how to make more money women it's very much advertised how to save money how to stop spending how to cut back on xyz how to cook on a budget but for men it's it's here to how to get a promotion here's how to start a business here's how to start investing so I think there's a massive gap in the education and then I think because of that because it's all we've kind of been taught by society and just by the generations before us that men go out and do the work and they earn the money so now like you say if women are doing male jobs and earning the money well they've worked really hard yeah um that's valid but if they you know start a side hustle or they start an online business or something like that and then they start bringing in money it's like yeah okay that's like your little business how's your little business doing things like that. <laughs> so much like in- I know uh, me. But it, I mean you would never say that to a man nobody yeah. would ever say that to a man um so I think there's that massive difference in how just how we talk about money in society to women is so different to men um and I think that plays a massive part in why there's like this taboo around women earning money and I think this is something that I'm looking at at the moment is like earning money while on like maternity mm-hmm. and there's actually loads of people that don't agree with it and it's like well why why not hey. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get no money at maternity. I mean, I don't even want to think about August. I'm not I'm not thinking about it. But because <laughs> I don't know how anyone copes, like, losing 50% of their income, at least. Yeah. And then is expected to, to not try and find some way of making money. But it's like, if you start making money, you're like, you're not looking after your child. And therefore, you're a bad mum. And it's... <sighs> There's all that as well. If you start thinking about women with children and money, it's oh, there's a whole there's, there's like a whole new ball game. It really is, problem. and it's so interesting the point that you mentioned there around like we would we would like the media and society will always talk to men about like working hard and getting the promotion and stuff, whereas for women it's about saving and 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 that kind of you know approach do you think that do we really talk about many men having side hustles or is it more that a woman feels like and this might just be me talking shit so please tell me if I'm wrong but like thinking about it like do we talk more about women having side hustles because it's something we feel that's like on the side that isn't like it's just a little thing that we're doing we kind of make it a lot smaller than it actually is whereas do we hear a lot of guys talking about having a side hustle or is it they're just looking for ways to make extra money or it's interesting I've not really thought about it like that before but now that you mention it I mean I know some men um that would say they have side hustles but that's because of like the the community that I'm in where very much side hustle is is like a buzzword yeah but I do think there's truth in like what you were saying about you know if women have a a little business it's you know it's seen as like little it's side it's it's over there it's like it's like their little hobby that they like to do Um, with a man you'd be like oh they've started a business and 
like how's that going and even though they might only do it on the weekend you would still what I think society would still talk to them and kind of make it bigger maybe than it is and on the other side make women smaller than it is maybe that's why then there's that kind of push of side hustle and you've got to work extra hard to kind of prove yourself and to make that work and to stop society talking about your little business or your little side hustle like no it's just me making extra money like why do we have to have a name why do we have to label it like why can't we just say actually I'm just making a bit of extra money it's interesting it's just got me thinking then like how I'm gonna have to go and do some reading on that to see if there's any anything to back it up like yeah I'll put something in the show notes if I find anything but um but yeah just interesting to think about a kind of side hustle mentality from a male female perspective Mm. and what society expects of women and then if they're going down that side hustle route they feel like they have to do everything and juggle all the plates like there's a lot of plates being juggled anyway I know I'm being very stereotypical but generally like women running the home kind of looking after the kids you know taking that kind of key role then working a full-time job and then doing something on top of that because maybe they don't like their full-time job or it doesn't fulfill them so they need to go and do something else and that's how we end up with the millions of women who are burnout overwhelmed all this kind of stuff and and feeling very tapped into that hustle culture and not knowing how to come out yeah no I, I definitely Sorry, think- <laughs> just went off on one no minute, yeah but- no absolutely <laughs> and I definitely think there's some truth in it um and it actually made me think of something that I can't remember whether I said it earlier but it like came into my head and I was like I'm gonna mention that and yeah. then probably started on a tangent but this idea that women um money sorry is often seen as like well the men make it but then actually if you think about it it's usually the women that manage the household finances yeah and it's I was looking at some kind of data the other day and it was really interesting because it was along the lines of like well actually a lot I can't remember exact percentages but a large percent of women can you know they manage the money in their household they feel confident in their ability to do that but then something like 30 percent of them wouldn't talk about it to anyone else they wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it with a professional mm-hmm. um which I find really really interesting because we're kind of taught that when well, the men bring the money in um but actually it's the women that often end up managing it yeah and then but they're they're then also not confident talking about it and I think that's why you get a lot of problems especially in maybe our generation where like m- I think more and more women and more and more families are going into debt because there's just a there's no financial education but b no one's talking about it because there's still this taboo around money and the men aren't talking about it because well they're like well the wife manages yeah finances and the wife's like well I don't talk about it because I'm a woman and I've been told to keep quiet it's not my place to talk about money because yeah my husband works hard to bring it in again like you said it's, it is it does sound very very stereotypical yeah. like I'm creating this 1950s house but it still happens but it like still the, it is still the norm sadly we just don't see it and we like to think that it isn't yeah but there's still so much to change and so much work to do in that area and and even if like you're not you're listening to this and you're like well I don't live in a 1950s household what's wrong with you (laughs) but there's still like maybe elements that are happening that you are listening and you might just kind of ring a few bells and like holy shit yeah that does happen or you know I actually do manage all the bills that go out but you know it's just those little things that will just start to click with you you know we're not suggesting that everybody is living in this in this no. way and it's you know with generalization massively but the generalization is there for a purpose because we see in the data that this is what's this is what's happening this is what's happening and even if I think about my own relationship like I'm obviously very comfortable talking about money um 
And because of that, I talk about money quite a lot. But my partner just doesn't want to talk about money, doesn't want to talk about saving, investing, all of this. Like I've had to make sure that he's investing. I've had to make sure that he increases his pension contributions. Yeah. You know, he's got like one or two bills that come out in his name and have to be like, do you know what the bill is? Because you need to know whether, you know, something might have gone wrong. You need to actually check that the bill matches what it is. And it's like, eh, like whatever, it comes up my account. I don't need to worry about it. Whereas I'm very much like, okay, whatever comes up my account, I know exactly yeah, what this is. And I'm a lot more meticulous. And I think having spoken to other women about this and like being part of a community that does talk a lot about this is a lot of people have the same thing. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear people in relationships talking about maybe one partner not wanting to get on board with like savings goals or budgeting it's usually the male partner that doesn't want to get involved and I think that's because just men have been taught that you know, they earn money they don't need to worry about anything else yeah. you know like the bills are paid who who cares um yeah I do think it's interesting the different roles in the household that we still have yeah. even if we don't you don't really think about it like I wouldn't say you know I live in like that 1950s yeah. household situation but if I stop and think about it there, there are just like little things I'm like oh okay it's interesting how our opinions and like our experiences around yeah, money exactly. differ and then it also shows like if that's the kind of the kind of stereotypical male approach of like head in the sand not really kind of aware then the final edu- financial education needs to span much wider than obviously just looking after women but obviously that is your target market and that's what we're talking about but like it it shows that it's a much wider problem to deal with so that it makes sure that men aren't gaining into debt aren't feeling there's a lot of pressure on them to make money or to kind of be the breadwinner and kind of what that looks like and what that's doing to them personally and professionally and how that's affecting them so no absolutely I mean obviously the I think isn't it like the number one cause of death in men is suicide which is obviously incredibly sad and it's because of the societal pressures yeah on men to be able to just do all this and not have to worry about it and not speak up um because that would mean that you're emotional and it's the women that are emotional men are allowed to be emotional and I think yeah I mean it's obviously a lot of comments I get on say like viral videos on TikTok are like just men in the comments being like oh, men need this education too like if ever I mention you know I'm a financial yeah. educator for women it's like Yes, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't. Obviously, everyone needs financial education. It's just women slightly need it more if we kind yeah. of talk about all the kind of gender gaps um, that there are in all yeah, kinds of areas gender of finance. <laughs> like I've recently learned about the gender credit gap and I'm like, oh, I didn't need more gaps to worry really? about. No more gaps. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yes, financial education for all. I'm going to help the women. Yeah, I'll, so I'll you can help the men. You go out there and help the men. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so if somebody was asking you for um, a bit of advice on how to navigate hustle, I think when, you know, they've decided they're going to do um, maybe start a side hustle or try to earn some money um, or trying to pay off some debt, like what advice would you give them so that they don't get sucked into that hustle culture? I think it would to be to first do Mm self-reflection and then start to think about the actual side hustle I think a lot of people get very excited about the idea of a side hustle want to jump all in um, before realizing how much work it is and then end up abandoning it have that time to really think about okay what is it I want to do 
why do I want to do that? My favorite thing is like the five whys mm-hmm. where you ask yourself why five times. Okay. Just kind of getting deeper and deeper. So I want to start a side hustle. Why? I want to make more money. Why? I want to pay off debt. Why? Kind of really get to the root of it because then you'll be even more motivated. But then take a look at your life. So <clears throat> look at the time that you have available. Think about what you currently do in that time. Are there commitments you have that you need to keep? Like yes. certain groups that you do that you like doing, you know, going to the gym, work out what's really important to you in your personal life. <clears throat> Make sure they're scheduled in. Yeah. And then work out where you're going to put side hustling around that. Don't try and sorry, my voice is going. Don't try and do it the other way around. Um, and then kind of look at things like what skills do I have? What do I need to learn? Um, just make sure you have like a solid plan in place before you go forward and are aware of the commitments, both in time and monetary investments that you may need to make to do that before jumping in. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast it's been wonderful to have you on um would you please tell people where they can find you what workshops and memberships you've got coming up and and how people can get involved with working with you yeah lovely it's um so i'm she does money on most social media platforms and website um so that's pretty easy to find instagram tiktok um and all that jazz um our membership is the she does money club um it's a monthly membership and there is there are two self-paced courses on financial basics and financial growth as well as you know guest experts that come and speak and a monthly accountability calls uh community all that jazz it's there it's really fun um and the women that are in it are are all really really lovely i've got a mixture of people that are self-employed business owners um and people that work people that are learning to invest people that are just learning to simply manage their money better so yeah there's all of that and then every month we also have a one pound workshop that is available to everyone anyone can join and that's kind of our way of making sure that financial education is accessible to all and all of that information is on our website amazing in well i will put all those details in the show notes um thank you so much for joining me and i will speak to you very soon yeah lovely thank you for having me bye you have been listening to the anti-hustle club podcast thank you so much for being here i hope you've been able to embrace just a little bit of anti-hustle into your everyday don't forget to hit the subscribe button leave a review and give us a follow at the anti-hustle club on instagram